worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to the Lord. First, give me giving honors uh, to the shepherd of the house, Pastor Nate. Thank you for allowing me to come here to speak and share your sacred pulpit with me. Bishop, thank you for coming tonight. Awesome. Humble man of God right there. Thank you, Bishop. Pastor Harris, my big, my good buddy. Thank you for coming down here with me. Minister Ted, elect elder. Ted. <laughs> Evangelist Jackson, thank you for coming down. And of course, my beautiful wife for coming down here with me to hear me speak this word. And to all the ministers and, and respective people in their places. I, I believe that I, I do have a word that God gave me for this church. And the reason why I say that is because uh, we've, been, we've been scheduling to get me here, I think three times, and we had to reschedule, different things started to happen. So the Lord, something was preventing me from coming here to speak to you guys because the Lord gave me this word at least three months ago. So I've been kind of holding on to it and waiting until a time that I can come and speak it to you because I believe that somebody in here, probably multiple people in here, need to hear what the Lord has to say tonight. So let me get right into this because I'm excited to, uh, to share with you what the Lord's put on my heart. Uh, let's go to First Chronicles chapter 11. Going to be reading from verses 22 to 25. The title of my sermon tonight is Killing Lions, Accomplishing Dreams. Somebody say amen when you're there. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 11, verse 22. Amen, amen. amen. Can we all stand when we read the word of God? Benaiah was the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man from Kabzeel, who had done many deeds. He had killed two lion-like heroes of Moab. He also had gone down and killed a lion in the midst of a pit on a snowy day. And he killed an Egyptian, a man of great height, five cubits tall. In the Egyptian's hand there was a spear like, like a weaver's beam. And he went down to him with the staff, wrested the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and killed him with his own spear. These things Benaiah the son of Jehoiada did, and won a name among the thirty mighty men. Indeed, he was more honored than the thirty, but he did not attain to the first three. And David appointed him over his God. Father, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord, just to speak your word tonight, Lord. Lord, let your truth be spoken here tonight, Lord. Lord, if this word is meant for anybody in this building, Lord, Lord, may it hit the spot, Lord. May it touch them right in their hearts, Lord. May your revelation be a reality to them, Lord. May it be confirmation to what you've already said to them, Lord. We honor you and we glorify you in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen. You may be seated. So, I'm a big fan of David's mighty men. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to, to read up on, on the men that traveled with David while he was on the run from Saul. But he had 30, 30 mighty men that went with him everywhere he went and did some great, great feats, some 
tremendous exploits. And here we see the story of one of his, his, his soldiers called Benaiah. Benaiah had to be the bravest man that I know because he killed a lion. Benaiah stalked and killed a 500 pound lion on a snowy day. Now, as I, as I read that and I started thinking about, man, like how did this guy, Benaiah, kill and stalk a 500 pound lion and kill him? What made him have the ability, the forethought, the belief that he could kill a 500 pound lion? Anybody here like movies? Anybody like movies? All right, so here's the movie. Here's the scene. It's, it's dark. And you hear the roar of a lion. And the whole community is in uproar. Everybody's afraid, shaking behind their doors because there's a lion in the midst. And see, and all of a sudden we see our hero, Benaiah. He steps outside the door. He sees the lion. And he strikes the lion. And the lion takes off running. Now, we're all sitting there and thinking, and the audience is looking at the movie and said, wow, man, this guy just struck a lion and the lion ran. He's a hero. But that wasn't enough for Benaiah. Instead, what Benaiah does is he stalks the lion. See, because a lion can run at 30 miles an hour, so there's no way that Benaiah can chase the lion and capture the lion. So he had to stalk the lion in the snow by the lion's paw prints. So we see Benaiah walking, stalking the lion. Then all of a sudden, the scene cuts to the lion's den. And we see Benaiah outside the den. And the lion's inside. He goes inside the den. And everybody's like, oh no. Benaiah's about to die. The hero is about to die. And, and, and hey, when you watch a movie, don't you ever sit there and you go, why are you going in the cave? <laughs> like, really, like, why is he? My wife gets mad at me because I, I was happy, like, why or oh, why is he going in the cave? Does he not know there's a lion in the cave? Then all of a sudden, you hear a, a rumble, a, a commotion starts to happen, and everybody's like, <gasps> and there's a pause. And then you see a silhouette of a man exiting the cave. It's Benaiah. He's been victorious. And he's just killed a lion. Wouldn't that be a great motion picture movie? So what allows a man to think or believe he can kill a 500 pound lion? You see, our dreams that God gives us are like 500 pound lions. See, when God gives us a dream, he gives us a dream that's so large, so big, so unbelievably huge that we can never believe that we can achieve that dream. True that. So for the most of us, what happens is, is that dream stays in the hemisphere of dreams. Because we believe that somehow there's no way that I can accomplish this dream. God, why would you give me a dream like that when you know there's no way that I can accomplish it? But here's Benaiah killing a 500 pound lion. See, I, I thought about this scripture and I, I really kind of started getting into my mind and in my, and in my spirit and, and I started thinking, why would he go after a 500 pound lion? But then I thought about it and he's part of David's mighty men. 
See, and back in that time when David's running from Saul, I can imagine there's a, a night when they're around the campfire and David's telling his tale of when he chased the lion and killed the lion to take back his sheep. And Benaiah's sitting there going, oh, man, if I get a chance, I'm going to get me a lion. Isn't that true, though? When you're around people with big visions, you get big visions. So true. When you're around people that have the ability to do something great, that makes you want to do something great. So true. And I see Benaiah sitting at that campfire going, man, David killed a bear. He killed a lion. If I ever get a chance, they're going to sing my name. Because I'm going to get me a lion. See, he had a dream. He had a dream. But what allowed Benaiah to accomplish this dream? <coughs> See, that's, that's what I want to get to tonight. Because I believe there's some people in here that have God-sized dreams. I'm not talking about a, a dream to, to get a new car or a dream to own a home. But I'm talking about a dream to change the world. I'm talking about a dream to start a ministry that changes millions of people. I'm talking about a God-sized dream. One dream that you cannot ever accomplish on your own. You see, it wasn't because Benaiah was a man that he was able to kill a lion. It's because Benaiah had God that was able to kill a lion. See, we gotta, we gotta believe that we have a God that once he gives us a, a dream that size, that he will give us the ability to accomplish it. Even if it means putting my life in jeopardy. So let's talk about three characteristics that I see in Benaiah here. And maybe we can get some lion killers in this room. See, because I believe I'm a lion killer. If a lion came down this street right now, he'd be in trouble. I'm telling you. So one of the things that I see, a characteristic that I see in Benaiah is that Benaiah took the initiative. You see, the description or the definition of initiative is the power opportunity to act or to, change, to charge before others do. You get that? To act or to charge before others do. Scripture says that Benaiah stalked the lion. No one else would ever go after a lion. Most people would think that, hey, the lion ran, the lion's gone, we're good. But in the story. But Benaiah stalks the lion. He takes the initiative and he goes after the lion. See, Benaiah took the initiative to go after the lion in order to accomplish big dreams, in order to get your dream from the dream state of reality to the, to the, the real state of reality, you have to take the initiative. Initiative is saying, I don't know how I'm gonna get it done, but because God said so, I'm gonna do it. You see, when, when God gave me the dream about Rally Point, about stirring the hearts of, of men, I, I, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't understand it. And actually, you know, uh, prior to that dream that God gave me about Rally Point, what happened one day is I was coming into another church, a, a sister church in North Providence Assembly of God, and as I'm walking down the alley, the aisle, uh, a man grabs my arm and he says, West Pennington, West Pennington, West Pennington. And I'm like, what, what, what's wrong, what's wrong? He said, the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night. I was crying, calling out your name, and his wife was sitting right next to him. He said, honey, tell him. She, she asked me what was wrong. He said, Wes Pennington. 
He said, the Lord told me that if you allow him to work in you, men will follow you. I had no clue what he was talking about. See, I thought that if I went up front in the worship and had my hands raised and I'm singing to God, that other men would come up front and raise their hands and sing to God. But God had a much bigger plan. And he gave me a dream. He said, I want you to stir the hearts of men in New England, in America. And not the men out in the street that don't know me, but I want you to awaken my army, my sleeping giant that's within the body that's already there. Mm. I said, but Lord, mm-hmm. how, how am I going to do that? He said, don't worry, I'll be with you. You see, that dream was so big, so so out of the box, because I had never ran a ministry. I had no idea what it mean, what it meant to run a ministry. But yet God told me, I want you to stir the hearts of men. So I had to take the initiative. I called my pastor and I said, Pastor, I I had this dream and God stirred my heart to stir the hearts of men back to God, back to their families, back to their children, back to their churches. I said, I feel like God's saying there's too many churches closing their doors. There's too many children without their parents prostituting on the street and in jail and they need their fathers. And I feel like God's calling me to stir them back. He said, let me pray on it, Mm. and I'll get back to you. The next day, he called me and said, I want you to start tomorrow. Mm. So when you take the initiative, and you take that first step to accomplish this dream, I had no idea how the the dream was going to be accomplished. I'm actually still in the process of the dream, but I had to do something. I had to start somewhere, and when we take the initiative, when we step forward, even when we don't know where we're going, God takes over and does the rest. But I took the initiative to go after a 500-pound lion. We have to take the initiative to go after God-sized dreams. God is waiting for you to take the first step. To take the first step is to take the initiative, to take the opportunity to act. Because Benaiah took the initiative, he was able to do what every other man could never dream of doing, kill a lion. Do you ever wonder why some people do great things and other people don't. That's because some people have a dream and have something in their head and and they're determined to go after it, so they take the initiative to go after it. If you never take the initiative to accomplish your dreams, you'll forever be accomplishing someone else's. Benaiah took the initiative. He became one of the top three of David's mighty men, maybe even the greatest. Somebody say, take the initiative. Take the initiative. So, initiative is one of the characteristics that I see in Benaiah in order to allow him to accomplish this dream of killing a lion. See, because I want to develop some lion killers in here tonight. And I believe there's some lion killers in here. I believe that God's given some people in this this room some God-sized dreams. But you don't know how to accomplish it. You don't even know how to begin. The first step is take the initiative. Benaiah was courageous. He was courageous. Benaiah did something that no one else would ever think of doing. He went after a lion. That takes courage. (laughs) It's going to take courage for you to accomplish a God-sized dream. See, when God gives us a dream that's so big, so much bigger than us, 
There's no way that we can accomplish it unless we step out courageously. It takes courage to accomplish a God-sized dream. This passage says, Benaiah followed the lion in the snow. He stalked the lion. He went into a pit and fought the lion. This took an extraordinary amount of courage. And for you to accomplish a God-sized dream is going to take an extraordinary amount of courage. Because everyone is going to tell you how impossible it is for you to do it. Jesus. I can guarantee you, when that lion took off and Benaiah said, I'm going to go after this lion. There were some people in the community said, man, you're crazy. <laughs> you're going to go after that lion. Mm-hmm. What's the matter with you? Somebody grab him. Bring him back here. <laughs> lost his mind. Glory. I guarantee you. Glory, glory. But people are going to say that when you've got a God-sized dream in you. Because they can't understand that dream. Mm-hmm. Only God can understand that dream. Mm-hmm. So we got to have the courage at times to say, you know what, you don't, maybe you don't understand this. And I'm sure Benaiah said this, maybe you don't understand this. But guess what? One night, I was sitting around a fire, and I heard David speaking about how he on, killed a lion. And I thought to myself, if I ever get a chance on, to kill a lion, I'm going to do it. And here's my chance. Hallelujah. And he stalks the lion in the snow on a cold wintry night. That took courage. In order to accomplish God-sized dreams, it's going to take courage. We have to stalk that dream. Mm-hmm. You have to pursue it Jesus. with everything in you. You got to go after it. No matter what anyone says, no matter what happens, you got to have the courage to say, I don't know uh, what's going on, but I, I do know that God told me this, and I got to do it no matter what. No matter where it takes me, no matter how far I got to go. See, the funny thing is, the scripture doesn't say how far Benaiah stalked the lion. But we have to assume that the lion wasn't living close to the village. The lion had to go a distance away from the village. So he stalked it for a while. Maybe through the night. Mm -hmm. This is how we need to go after our dreams. The dreams that we should be dreaming should be so big that when we share them with other people, they should shake their heads like we're crazy. (laughs) I said, hey, you know what, dudes? (laughs) I'm going to start a ministry that's going to change every man and bring them all back to the Lord. Like, yeah, how are you going to do that? (laughs) You're crazy. Watch me. Watch me. Courage laughs in the face of fear and goes forward. Because for the man of God, for the man of God, it's about where your courage is coming from. It's not about who you are, but whose you are. In whom you trust. In whom your dreams rest. See, that's a big one right there, right? Because we might be chasing after a dream that was never from God. We might be chasing after a dream that our parents put on us. And we're trying to accomplish something that's not even in our position or place to accomplish. But when we know it's from God, we know because it's something that's deep down inside of us. And I guarantee you, when God gives you a dream, you know it's from God. Amen. That's true. That's true. I want to share a story with you about courage. I remember, right, when I, when I first started going to this church in North Providence, right? And when God was, like, kind of speaking to me in a lot of different ways. And they did a, a, a musical play called Higher Love. And, and I auditioned for the narrator. Now, the narrator didn't have no song. 
he just narrated, so I was fine with that. I was like, all right, cool, all right, I'll, I'll narrate. And so part of the audition is you had to sing. So I got up and I sang a little bit, you know, because I'm, I'm a narrator, it don't matter, you don't got no song. So after I sang, they said, hey, you did such a good job, we need to give him a song. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, okay, let me get this straight. All right, let me get it, let me get it. Okay, so it was a, a, a show, uh, it was a, a play about two, a women's prison, a woman's prison, where there were uh, related gangs, and while they were on the stage, one gang was singing to the other gang, so the, there was a bunch of people on the stage when he's singing, you really couldn't tell who's singing, but somebody was singing, so I'm thinking, yeah, I, I, I can do that. They said, no, 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 what's gonna happen is see, when this scene ends, everybody's gonna leave the stage, and that's when you're gonna come forward and sing your song. I'm like, what? <laughs> so basically, not only do I gotta sing the song in front of people that I've never seen before, I've never sung in front of anybody before, but I gotta do it when I'm on the stage all by myself. I said, yeah, yeah, you can do it. I said, all right. I said, Lord, I'm gonna trust you on this one. I can remember, right, right before the, the scene would, would come and I knew my part was coming up, my stomach would just like knot up so terribly. I'm like, oh my God, here it comes. Here it comes. And then I hear the band warming up and I'm like, oh. And then I step forward and I sing the song. So that took courage, right? Because check this out, check this out. In order for David to kill Goliath, he had to kill the bear, he had to kill the lion. Mm -hmm. Then he got to kill Goliath. Mm -hmm. See, we go from faith to faith, from courage to courage. See, God starts off with something small, like singing. To me, that wasn't small, but to God, that was small, right? <laughs> By singing in front of somebody. But then he says, okay, you did that. You did great. So now you got some courage. You got some faith. So now I'm going to ask you to do something else that's a little bit more deeper, more stronger. Until we get to the point where we're killing 500-pound lions. You see, scripture says that Benaiah killed two lion-like soldiers from Moab. So he killed two lion-like Moab soldiers from Moab. So Benaiah kills two men that look like lions. He was hungry for a lion. He said, I don't care, they look like lions, I'm killing them. <laughs> Well, I've been waiting. I might never get a chance to kill a lion. At least I said I killed something that looked like a lion. <laughs> then after he after he kills these guys, then it says he kills uh, an Egyptian who stood five cubits tall. That's like seven feet tall, and he had a spear like a weaver's beam, which this thing could stretch from here to the door—a spear that long. Wow. You know what Benaiah did? Check this out. Benaiah was like, "Yeah, that dude right there. <laughs> All right." Walks up to the dude, hey, I hate I'm gonna have to do this to you, man, but give me that. <laughs> Done. Scripture says he wrested the spear from the Egyptian. That means he went down there, he took that dude's spear, and then he killed him with it. That's a bad dude. The only way he could do it was he killed the two lion like men. He had the courage to do that, which gave him the courage to fight the Egyptian, which when that lion stepped on the scene, he had the courage to say, guess what? <laughs> you guys don't know me very well, but I killed two lion-like men. I killed an Egyptian who stood seven feet tall. This lion don't got no chance. And he tracks the lion. Somebody say, it takes courage. It takes courage. And this last characteristic 
about Benaiah, which I, I think most people really don't understand about him. But this is, I think, if not the most important characteristic uh, that we have to have, and that's loyalty. You see, Benaiah was loyal. He was loyal to David. Scripture says that Benaiah served David's house for 40 years. Benaiah was so loyal that when the, the rebellion with uh, Abinadab came about, he didn't even go to Benaiah to say, come with me. He went around Benaiah and said, no, that dude's too loyal. I'm going to go around him and I'm going to get uh, uh, Job and those other cats to come with me. <laughs> See, God needs men that are loyal, women that are loyal. Amen. You know why? Because loyalty produces commitment. Loyalty produces commitment, right? Without commitment, you can never accomplish a God-sized dream. That's right. Amen. God will only give God-sized dreams to men or women that are loyal. Uh-huh. Loyalty to God is high on his characteristics. Uh-huh. By Benoiah showing his loyalty to David and then to his son Solomon, because when Solomon became king, he made, he made Benaiah head of his army because Benaiah was so loyal to his father. Only loyal men to God can accomplish God-sized dreams because it will take your utmost loyalty to complete them. Men that are not loyal will not be able to complete the dream because it will be too difficult for them. Amen. That's good. The dreams that God gives us are so much bigger than we can even imagine being able to accomplish. That's why loyalty is vital because loyalty demonstrates commitment. You cannot be loyal and be committed. And you cannot be loyal and not be committed. Loyalty produces commitment. That's why loyalty is so high on God's list. There's no way we can accomplish a God-sized dreams without being committed to it. Because there will be failures and there will be times when it seems impossible. But when you're committed, nothing's impossible. That's right. But when the possible can happen, but the possible can only happen when it meets the impossible in the impossible place. When the super joins with the supernatural and the supernatural happens. Right? Mm-hmm. When the super joins with the natural mm-hmm. and the supernatural appears. Mm-hmm. See, that's, that's when super Amen. joins with the natural Amen. and the supernatural appears. Amen. You get that? Let me say that one more time. That's when the super uh-huh. joins with the natural uh-huh. and the supernatural appears. I see. Only committed people will see this happen. Benoiah, Benaiah, served for David for 40 years. He was committed to David in his house. See, now, that raises a question, right? Because we see a lot of times people say, you know, hey, Bishop, people all the time, hey, hey, I I got this dream, and and God's leading me down this place, and I I need to go, and and Bishop, I don't know what, uh, uh, I know you're my leader, but... I got to go do this, even though God may not be saying that to you, even though you might not know about it and you might disagree with what I'm doing, but I got to do it anyway. That's not the way it works. Jumping from church to church, from pastor to pastor. That's not how it works. Amen. Say that one again. See, because when I mentioned my God-sized dream to my pastor, he said, let me pray about it. See, that's what the man of God will do. He'll say, let me pray about it. And guess what? God answered that prayer right away. Bam, next day. Hey, go take care of that. Set out and do it. Benaiah was loyal. He was committed. And because he was loyal and committed, he accomplished a God-sized dream. He killed 
a 500 pound lion. So I remember when uh, me and Marissa, we're, gonna, we're going to Israel in December, and this will be our fourth time going, fifth time. Ooh, praise God. But I remember the first time, right? I remember the first time. And I remember the first time, well, it was a lot of money, a lot more than we, than we spend now because we weren't married at the time and we had to get separate rooms and, and all that kind of stuff. And we, you know, there wasn't a let us go on a spiritual trip and stay in the same room. So we had to get, and we wouldn't do it anyway. But we had to get separate rooms and all that. So it was more money. So we're looking at it and we're going, oh, man, I don't, I don't know if we can afford this. So... You know, jostling back and forth. And then one day, I just said to her, I said, you know what? Let's just commit to doing it. Let's put down a deposit. We don't know how we're going to pay this off at the end, but let's just commit to it. Amen. And God will do the rest. Oh, yeah, so we stepped and we committed to going on that trip. And we didn't know how we were going to. It was $10,000. We didn't know how we were going to get the rest of that money, but we committed to put 1000 down. And we, All right, we're just going to trust you now, Lord. That's right. <laughs> That's how you get there. But guess what? We went on that trip. And when we got back, we didn't have one penny that we owed. Right? When we step out with commitment to God and we show God that we're committed to Him and committed to His plan and committed to the things that He wants in our lives, He steps out for us and He does great things in our lives. See, indeed, Benaiah, his name is raised above the 30. Because he was loyal. He was committed. And because he was committed to God and to the man of God, God allowed him to accomplish God-sized dreams. See, the question is, like, here's the thing, right? How do we know, how do we know that Benaiah was loyal to God? Right? There's a, there's a scene, there's a piece of scripture where Solomon becomes king. And, and Solomon then tells Benaiah to go kill Job, who's now hiding in the Holy of Holies, holding on to the Ark of the Covenant. And Benaiah goes there and he goes, hey, Job, come on out, man, because I don't want to kill you in there because that would offend God. And I don't want to offend God, so I'm not gonna, I don't want to kill you in there. And Job says, I'm not coming out. So he goes back to Solomon. He says, hey, Solomon, he's hiding in the, in the Holy of Holies. And I don't want to go in there and offend God because I love God. And Solomon says, well, if he doesn't want to go out, then you go kill him. And he says, all right. And he goes back, Job, come out. man." Job says, no, I'm not coming out. So he went in and he killed Job. But in that moment, he was showing honor to God because he didn't want to kill Job in that holy place. See, so we know that Benaiah was committed to God. And because of that, God allowed Benaiah to be the head of the Israeli army, all of Israel, the whole army. The reason Benaiah could track the lion and kill the lion is because he knew that his God was with him. And if God is with you, who can be against you? Amen. If this God-sized dream is given from God, and, it, and then God has to be with you in it. See, I think sometimes we get these dreams and they're so big, so large, so overwhelming that we think that we can never accomplish them because we don't understand that God is with us. Yes, See, when God gave me the dream, right, I don't have a lot of times when God's spoken to me, but he spoke to me. And he said, and I asked him, well, how am I going to accomplish this? He said, don't worry, I'll be with you. That's all he had to say. That's all he had to say. I was like, all right, I'm good. Because if he's with me, I can't fail. 
Right? People wonder why sometimes like, I, you know, I, I do things and, and when I do things they seem bold in my actions. But I, I do them boldly because I know God's with me. He's called me to do it. And if he's called me to do it, then I can't fail at it. You see, if God's given you a God-sized dream, if he's given you something that he wants you to accomplish, then you got to take the initiative. you got to attack it with courage. And then you got to be committed to it. And you will see that God-sized dream become real. Benaiah killed a 500-pound lion. Something that no man would ever dream of doing. But not only did he kill it, but he stalked it. He pursued it. And he went into its den and he killed it. And that's a bad dude. I, I, I didn't even never see no Superman movies where he did stuff like that. I mean, that's, think about it. This dude went in the den. He went in the den. It wasn't like he was hiding and the lion came out and he said, ah, I gotcha. He went in the den. Dude, this lion is just sitting there like, oh, really? You came in my house? And he killed him. We need to be willing to do whatever it takes to accomplish the dreams that God's given us. Amen. God's given me a dream to stir the hearts of men. And I'll go on to the rest of my life accomplishing that dream. And I believe that before I close my eyes and be with him, that I'll see in this country, in the United States, the word rally point being a, a household name amongst Christian men because God gave it to me. And if he gave it to me, it can happen. Stop accomplishing other people's dreams and start accomplishing your own. Thank you, Pastor Nate. It's been a blessing, man. God bless you.